This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh my, can the Sabres hang on and do the Oilers a favor here tonight? Into the final minute in Buffalo, Sabres leading the Golden Knights 2-1. Now into the final 40 seconds, it was one nothing. Sabres after the first, after the second. Hutton tied it up for Vegas at 12.01. Olafson on the power play at 16.16. Can that be the difference maker tonight? And the reason I keep focusing on that game, because if Vegas loses in regulation, they remain just two points ahead of the Oilers for third in the Pacific, and the Oilers have a game in hand. And Buffalo has added, I'm going to assume an empty netter. It doesn't say it on the summary yet but Buffalo's going to win up 3-1 with 25 seconds left. So that is a huge result for the Oilers. The Golden Knights lose in regulation. Late in the third, Chicago and Boston tied 3-3. I told you the Maple Leafs rallied from 4-1 down to tie it against the Coyotes. The Coyotes have won it in overtime. Jacob Chikrin, who uh, Texter just asked about, gets the game winner 217 into the extra frame. Coyotes 4 uh, Coyotes five, Maple Leafs four. In overtime, Kraken and Senators tied at three. Five minutes left, Minnesota up 5-4 on Detroit. Six minutes left, Panthers leading the Flyers 5-3. The Hurricanes shut out the Avalanche. 2-0. Ethan Bear, the game winner at 14-20 of the third period. His third of the season, Sebastian Ajo added an insurance goal, so the Hurricanes win that one. Showdown of two of the top teams in the league. The Islanders... Up 4 nothing on the Blue Jackets early in the third. Late second period, St. Louis taking it to the Rangers at 6-2. Middle of the second period, Predators up 2-0 on the Ducks. So that one, uh, you know, if the Predators win that one, they get a little more distance ahead of the Oilers. And the Flames lead the Lightning 1-0 late in the first period. Goudreau, his 24th. He, had, uh, he banked it off Vasilevsky from behind the net. And the Jets get an important win as they try to stay alive. 2-1 over the New Jersey Devils. Kyle Connor, what a season he's having. He gets up to uh, 35 now with his goal tonight. Oilers day off today. They uh, did make a transaction. Marcus Niemalainen. Hard-hitting defenseman, two-year contract extension, average annual value, $762,000. First year of the contract will be a two-way, second year, a one-way contract. Nima Linen showing a lot of promise when he's been able to play this season. So the Oilers will practice tomorrow. They play Tampa Bay on Saturday. Face-off show at 6.30, game at 8 here on 6.30. Chet. The Edmonton Oil Kings won last night in Swift Current Friday and Saturday. They are on fire. Their head coach is Brad Lauer. Brad, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, well, I bet. Thanks for checking in. Look, I, I, I got to ask you about the franchise record for a 12-game winning streak, but I've talked to you enough that I kind of guess what your answer 
<laughs> might, yeah. might, might be, but still, a team record is a team record. Uh, what, do, what do you think about this W12? Well, no, I mean, obviously, it's a great accomplishment for our kids. I mean, um, any time in this day and age, you can put a string of wins together. Um, doesn't matter what level you're playing. I think it's 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 impressive for what our kids have done, and you know it's a credit for them to stick into it. Because again, uh, like I said, there's a lot of tough teams in our league, and it's not easy. And you know, I, I really think our guys have done a really good job for us um, this second half. And uh, I, I guess uh, one of the stories of this streak is, I mean, obviously you guys got a lot of great players, but you also have depth because you're getting through this with some injuries as well, aren't you? Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, that's what's kind of neat about this, too. I think, I guess, is, uh, I mean, last night we were shorthanded. I think we only dressed, I think we had 19 guys dressed and lost two guys uh, prior to the third period. So, um, you know, we've, we've been a little bit banged up. Obviously, they, every, every team goes through this, but, um, you know, we're missing some key guys. I mean, Jake Neighbors has been out for a little while, and uh, Prokop's been out for a while. Weave's been out for a little bit. Um, you know, Horseman. So we're missing some key guys, some, some older experienced guys, but uh, like we talked earlier in the year at Christmas time, we lost these guys. Uh, it's an opportunity for our young kids, and our, our young kids have really, really stepped up here, and are, they're playing it very, very well for us. All right. Well, and you mentioned uh, goaltending. We, we talked a lot about Sebastian Cosa over the year, but I, I, I was reading the notes from last night. Colby Hay, who is, you know, your number two goaltender, but he's won seven yeah. in a row. So, I, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. He's stepping up and getting all these wins. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's uh, again, I think Colby's really growing his game. I think he's really understanding, uh, you know, obviously the Western Hockey League. And, you know, being a number two guy or our backup is never going to be – you don't get the – the easy games all the time you get the those tough those tough games those back-to-back -back games and some some harder harder games so you know he's really done a good job of, of staying focused and understanding what he needs to do to be ready for those games and he's handled it quite well all right and i believe you'll correct me if uh, if i'm wrong here but you got these two in swift current friday and saturday to try to keep the streak going uh, and then i believe those are the last games you play outside of the province because they obviously shuffled some games from earlier yeah. in the season till till mid-April here. Yeah, this is actually our last last really long road trip of the year. Um, it's, it's just, there's these two games, there were three games now because we played played in Medicine Hat last night, then we came into Swift Current here today and play here Friday Saturday, and then then after that, what's really left in the season? Where I think we're down to like 12 games. So um, what's left is uh, you know Redger, Calgary, Leftbridge, and and Medicine Hat uh, one game. So everything's going to be in our province and a uh, little bit better travel. Uh, obviously, we moved some games and extended the, uh, the season by two weeks um, due to a, a number of things with Quebec shutting down with COVID and stuff like that. And our league shutting down for a little bit with teams having COVID. So we've extended this, the season, which, um, you know, just the last, uh, you know, our last eight, eight games are kind of like a college schedule of just where we're playing weekends. So, um, you know, it's a little bit lighter load uh, finishing off the season, but Nevertheless, there's still some very important games. Obviously, the games against Red Deer and Calgary, you know, or in Lethbridge will be will be tough games for us. But uh, you know, again, that's I think it's very important to play to those type of games. Uh, you know, when you're wrapping up the season, getting ready for the playoffs. So there's a phrase that fans and media use sometimes, and that's that that you want to peak for the playoffs. Do, do coaches yeah. actually talk about that, or what? Well, you know what? I, you, you know what? You want to be playing well. Uh, that's that's always my been been. You know, anyone I've every coach I've worked with. Uh, you know, you you want to be playing well. You want to make sure your systems are tight. You want to make sure guys, everyone's on the same page. You understand the X's and O's that uh, 
you know, that we've worked on all year. Um, where at the end of the, you know, by the time the end of the season is, you know, where the guys really understand what what they what they need to do, um, game in and game out. Um, a lot of things we're doing right now, Reed, is uh, we're changing things up. We're almost approaching every game um, like we're playing the team in, in a series. And then what I mean by that is like we're breaking each team down and and kind of going through and, and making little changes here and there, um, you know, between periods and before games and stuff like that. It's it, just to change the system a little bit and, and see how our guys adapt to, to a little bit of change. And uh, they've done a really good job so, so far understanding, uh, you know, the playoff mentality, what it's going to take uh, going into the playoffs. Yeah, right on. Okay. Well, Brad, it's always great to talk to you. We had a lot of your guys on throughout the course of the season as well. And I know we'll keep featuring you guys here on Inside Sports. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck in Thanks. the series this weekend. Great. Thanks, Reese. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brad Lauer, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're an exceptional hockey club. Quick timeout, Inside Sports on Chet. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, let's get right to it. Four-time Briar champion. Pleased to be joined by David Nedwin on the line. David, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, and it's uh, it's good to be here, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, it's nice to catch up with you. Uh, I mean, you're usually on the show once or twice a year, and often around uh, this time of year when there's big curling events going on. I mean, with the... When the briar's on and you talk to people like me or, or, or fans or whatever, that like, it, does it take you back or have you, or, or have you moved on from some of those moments and memories in your life? I mean, what's it like having the, the, these briars under your belt now later in your life, so to speak? Well, I, I mean, there's been so much great curling on this year, which has been fabulous about this year in general, right? I mean, we're back to doing things and we're seeing all these great curlers out on the ice and we're seeing lots of just amazing talent out there. But yeah, the briar brings me back to some pretty special days and, you know, it's changed a little bit uh, and I'll never, you know, I'll never uh, underappreciate obviously the opportunities that we had to represent Alberta at the briars. And we had some pretty, pretty special events. Uh, obviously our, our last one in Edmonton uh, that we won in 2005 and just, I'll, I'll never forget playing in front of uh you know, 18,000 people at Rex Hall, and that was just uh, a very special moment and a very special team. And uh, the Briar always has a has a has a you know important place in my heart for sure. Okay, well, and it uh, it it's going on, of course, right now. It's uh, it's always fun to watch. So many great teams, great skips going to head to head. I will say this: it it has changed. There, there are wild card teams. The format is different. I, I still have people say to me, even though they've had the pool format for a few years now, I, they'll say, hey, how does the Briar work? Why are there first place teams in two different pools? And I got to be honest with you, David, sometimes I struggle to answer that because I got to remind myself <laughs> how the new system works. Uh, mm-hmm. like how, is this good or is this good or bad that they've switched things up? And, and, I mean, it's not well, good that maybe people aren't wrapping their heads around it, but how do you look at it? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that is a bit of a challenge. And I think traditionally, we just think of like one team from every province and, and, um, 
you know, and, and just for cheer for your province. But you think about all the years that uh, there was in, for example, in Manitoba that you had Vic Peters and Jeff Stoughton and Kerry Burtnick all playing off for that one title. And, you know, and new guys, uh, I mean, Mike McEwen back then, I mean, he didn't get to a briar and I can't even imagine how many times he tried before he finally got to one in the old format or in Alberta when we had uh, Kevin Martin and and our team, the Furby team and and Kevin Cooey and Cooey was kind of that next guy in, in line that I mean, he played forever before he got to the to a briar and, you know, it would have been great to have seen him at a briar before we did. I mean, maybe he would be sitting on five or six titles now and instead of instead of the four that he's got. Um, but he, so what the Briar is all about is that, uh, you know, that opportunity to cheer for your province and they've maintained that. And I actually really like that. And I think it's extremely important. I've had a lot of people ask me about, Hey, should we just take away, you know, the provincial regulations altogether? And, and I just, I, I think absolutely not. I mean, so many people watch it because you're cheering for Alberta or because you're cheering for Nova Scotia or whatever province it is that's, that's your province. Um, if you take that away, it's it's another bond spiel. And there's nothing wrong with the, the great bond spiels that we have. I mean, the Grand Slams are terrific and they get great television coverage and we see the best of the best playing against each other. But the Briar gives us a chance to see some teams we wouldn't normally see, first of all, which is to some of the some of the top teams, they'll go, well, wait a minute, we just want the best teams there. So I think by doing this format, you're getting the best of both worlds, which is, you know, you're seeing two teams from from uh, Manitoba and that you're seeing Gunlickson and McEwen there. Uh, you're seeing two teams from Saskatchewan because they're ranked high enough to be there. And what it's done is I, I, I personally, I think it allows us to maintain that that history of cheering for our province, but also the opportunity to see, I mean, night after night, just amazing curling. Um, I mean, it, it's some of the best shot making I've seen. So uh, to me, it, it works really well. I think we kind of check both boxes of what we're trying to achieve. How it exactly works, I don't know if it really matters other than you get to cheer for your province and we're seeing the best curlers out there. Well, you read my mind because I was going to ask you if they need to get away from the provincial format, but you answered, you answered that very yeah. well, so that's good. Uh, I, I really think that's the key to the Briar. The Briar is is a piece of history uh, in, in this country. When you ask about some of the greatest sporting events that there is, there's the Grey Cup and there's the Briar. You, you can't replace that. I mean, it's all about cheering for your province. So I, I would be really against doing something like that. To me, it would be, like I said, it would be another bond spiel, and um, it wouldn't have quite the same uh the same place in my heart anyways watching it well said okay david netto and joining us tonight on inside sports uh, i want to catch up with you a little bit uh mixed doubles uh tell me who your partner is and, and how it's like <laughs> well i probably should tell you the evolution of my partners first because uh, <laughs> so I, I actually i actually started playing uh, a number of years ago with my wife heather who and most people know is a pretty great curler um so i was pretty lucky to play with her and we we played in some really great events oh my gosh i've got some great stories about a couple of them but um it's close i've ever been to a fight on the ice i'll tell you that so anyway then then a couple of years uh later as my daughter Alyssa started uh you know started kind of getting into the, the ranks and playing really well um as heather would tell it i dumped her to pick up a younger lady so you know i i ended up playing with uh, my daughter Alyssa a couple of years ago uh, we ended up playing in a few bond spiels. We played in the the one that was in Sherwood Park. We ended up winning it, actually beating Heather in the final. She was playing with Darren Molding, who most people know at that time. So that's a pretty good team. And uh, Alyssa made a great shot to win. And we played another one, Rachel Holman spiel, a couple weeks later. And we ended up getting to the finals of that. And anyway, I've really enjoyed playing with her. It's not too many sports that you can play at a high level uh, with your daughter. And she was she was only 13 or 14. 
so she's 16 now. She's uh, part of the U18 provincial champions going to nationals. Uh, and we've played some of the best of the best this year. Uh, we, we haven't always won them, uh, but we've had some really competitive games. We have beat some of the current Canadian and even Olympians um, in some spiels this year. And so, yeah, I mean, here's here's myself at 48 and Alyssa at 16. And uh, I, I get to go on some of these events with uh, like literally the best of the best. And uh, we're holding our own and we've qualified in a few. and We beat some current Canadian national and Olympic champions. So it's it's been a lot of fun. So is it, for, for Alyssa, is it hard for her to be uh, assertive because it's dad is the teammate, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. it, well, it's a really interesting dynamic. I mean, I've coached her for a number of years, so we've had the opportunity to kind of develop our relationship that way. Uh, I know some people feel that it's difficult for a parent to coach a child, and it, it is. You have to really understand uh, kind of your role in that in that place, and it's no different playing with them. Um, but Alyssa really enjoys it. I really enjoy it. Sometimes I see that look in her eyes and I'm like, Oh, I know that look, I better just not say anything right now. And you know, some of the, some of those types of nuances that, that you get, but at the same time, um, you know, and, and also conversely, I mean, I need to sometimes remember that she's as much as she's my daughter, she's my teammate out there. And I have to make sure that I talk to her like a teammate and, and not my daughter always. Right. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. Uh, we really enjoy, enjoy doing it. And uh, we're certainly hoping that we get some more events over the next couple of years to, to continue playing. Okay. Awesome. Well, we wish her all the best at, uh, at the U 18s coming up for sure. And, and David, it's, it's always great to catch up with you. I, I know you're busy being a, a coach and a dad and a husband and a working guy and all that kind of stuff. So it's always great to squeeze you in on the show here, man. All the best. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. And uh, anytime, always, always enjoy it. Awesome to catch up with him. Okay. Just quickly before I go again, Golden Knights lose 3-1 in Buffalo. That's good for the Oilers. The Leafs lost 5-4 in overtime to the Coyotes. Austin Matthews furious after the overtime goal about a non-call against him. So I'm sure that's going to be a story for the next couple of days. And I know a lot of Oilers fans unhappy with the uh, non-hooking call on Hyman last night, even though the Oilers wound up winning that game. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.